Steve Jobs quote where he talks about why large companies fail in the long term. Hmm. Says it's the founder who's a very technical person that builds the company and takes it to a certain point. Hmm. Once it gets to that point, everybody that's promoted from that point on, you don't need to do the growth part anymore. So you don't need to be innovative. Your sales are more closely correlated to marketing. Mm -hmm. So the founders that will grow or like the CEOs and C-levels that will grow the business trend toward marketing types, not engineering types anymore. So some time elapses, 10, 20 years, all of a sudden, everybody that runs a company has no idea what makes the product so great. They just know how to sell the product. Lack of innovation. And that's what you need to actually grow a company. So athletes are catching on to a trend. That's a very marketing move. Mm -hmm. That's not a technical like product focused move. Um, that's what made Apple so great for so long is that they were so product focused through the whole point. What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Lemon, and thank you so much for tuning back into the Real Value Exchange. I got to tell you, there's so many podcasts popping up every day, so many places to really um, consume different uh, audio experiences. And I really want to thank you guys just for taking some moment, taking some time to listen in. You, and you just heard a clip from Partha. Uh, Partha is the owner of BW Health, Better Walk Health, and uh, Nick is his CFO. So I got those two guys on this episode. And what's so cool, too, is that me and uh, Partha go back, man. We go back to Atlanta. And the first time I linked up with Partha, I met him through a mutual contact, Chris Estrada. And uh, Chris knows everybody in Atlanta, so it's not hard to meet people through that guy. But with that, uh, we linked up. We said, all right, let's go get a workout in because, you know, I'm always looking for I'm always down to meet people, especially while working out. And we said, okay, let's link up and try to go over to this this one uh, college track inside the city. And we're going to just run some sprints, you know, to do some outside type of work because I was getting bored inside the gym. And we show up and the gate's locked. So uh, I was like, all right, you know, I'm thinking, okay, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's go to LA Fitness or go to some other box gyms. We can, we can carry on just from there. Partha's like, nah, let's just go ahead and hop the fence. The fence is like these little twisty barbed wire type of things at the top. It wasn't really barbed wire, but it was enough to slice you up. And that's exactly what happened. I sliced my hand, <laughs> jumping the fence with Chris and Partha. And so that's how we first got linked up. So it was a great way for us to meet. And uh, I saw his work ethic and those two guys on this episode. And man, it was really, really great conversation. I mean, we covered a lot of topics so much that I broke it up into two parts. So uh, this is part one of part two. And um, we're going to cover everything from, you know, as you can tell, a little bit about what it takes to kind of get off the ground, avoiding the whole burnout type of culture that happens in like startup land. And we can talk about everything, too, from Atlanta's uh, hip hop culture to how how bland and just how tasteless a lot of the whole medical devices and healthcare has been over the time. So with that said, guys, um, I ask that if you would go out rate it and subscribe if you like this content if you don't like it <laughs> jump on twitter or jump in my dm and let me know how i can get better how i can improve i'm at joe alex lemon and like i said rate and subscribe on wherever you download these uh shows at so with that said i don't want to hesitate any further enjoy this episode with partha and nick from better walk health that's how we're looking at this. <laughs> but all right, man. So let's kind of dive into your history a little bit. I want to hear from both you guys because both you guys are up to some really interesting things. Again, I love the fact that you guys are building businesses, but they're not from this place of like, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes. If it doesn't work out, um, life is over type of type of mentality, right? Which which I know a lot of people stress with. I've worked with a couple of different startups and I've seen that, that whole culture and it's the burnout culture. It's the 
culture where you're kind of depressed after your business might does something or doesn't do what it, what you planned it to do. So, uh, Parthen, why don't you lead us off, man? You're from the whole Midwest. Talk about how you were as a kid, man. Man, I was quiet. Really? Okay, here's the thing. I've been That's telling how you Nick, get the quiet swag going, though. I've it was embedded in you. I've been telling Nick this for this whole trip, but my whole life, I was very short. Okay. Very short. So, like, physically. So, when I got to high school, I was, like, every girl, every guy was taller than me. That stayed until I was, like, 16. So, like, in my personality, my whole life, I was just quieter. But? Very shy. How tall are you now, though? Now I'm, like, six foot. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. you're, you're definitely taller than me, for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was, I'm, like, that whole upbringing, just being, like, smaller. I was a year younger than everybody. Yeah. Um, so I was just really, really shy, really quiet. And I had to, like, really, because I'm a very social guy. Right. But I was social after I got to know somebody. But up until that point, I was really, really quiet. Did you just dive into books then? Is, is that how you kind of kind of really got into it? Like, is that how you kind of kept to yourself for a little bit coming out? Or, I mean, I would do, like, the usual stuff, mm-hmm. books, video games, TV, mm-hmm. whatever. Nothing, like, super unique. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, but, dude, so when did you kind of, like, hit this place where you're like, all right, I'm going to do something different? I mean, because everybody doesn't do what you're doing, man. I mean, it's not like a, a typical uh, career path. Dude, I'll tell you what. I did, um, I did my first internship for a company it was a fortune 500 Mm -hmm. and it was a 10-week internship i got there to to work and in the first week i called my dad i was like yo i don't like this Mm. i want to quit and he was like dude how old were you only i was uh i was 19 okay so i was just like it's boring it's easy it's not like doesn't take me the whole day. I just sit around yeah. and I have to look like I'm working. And he was like, dude, just suck it up. Like, it's 10 weeks. And it was like the most torturous 10 weeks of my life. <laughs> at that point, I was just like, my ceiling is defined in, in working for somebody else. Mm. My ceiling as a person is defined by um, by whoever's managing me or whoever's above me in the chain. So I can only grow as fast as they grow. Well, wow. That's not the life that I wanted. And I mean... At that age, I started to think, like, you know what? Like, I feel like I should be more important in my <laughs> life. Like, I feel like I should be able to go kind of into whatever room or, like, meet whatever people that I want to meet just out of curiosity, out of wanting to build relationships. Um, I don't feel like social constructs or, like, social walls or ceilings should affect who I am as a person. So it was really a search for, like, social freedom to Mm. be able to because like growing up I was friends with everybody in school it wasn't like I didn't really feel like I was isolated or closed off or limited and then I hated feeling like that interesting man you know um I find that that's how I view you too though because you you can roll up on anybody and and it's still the same vibe you know whether it's appreciate uh, that no seriously man which 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 is really cool because whether you know you're, you're just talking to you don't know who they are just working out I've seen you do that and I've also seen you talk to some big dogs, and which and it's still the same part there, you know, which is cool. All right, Nick, tell me about your lifestyle, man. How were you growing up? Yeah, man, uh, I was quiet. I uh, I didn't really come out of my shell until probably high school. Okay. Um, I'm a perfect mix of my mom and dad. My mom is just this sweet, quiet, endearing uh, caretaker, and my dad is loud, life of the party. Really? Yeah, very alpha male. I've seen you get loud before, though. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I have it in me. I have it in me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I, and then really just in high school, uh, playing football, uh, 
got to be friends with a lot of the the older crowd and started mm-hmm. kind of coming out of my shell a lot more. And then, uh, but it wasn't really until college when I was about 19 years old as a sophomore, started raising money for independent films. Huh. And that really broke me out of my shell. Wait, then wait I, as a sophomore? Yeah. I just, when I say like started raising money, I build pitch decks, build like little yeah. financial models and then start to just hop on IMDB pro and start to cold call managers. Agents. Wait, 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 wait. Where'd you get that from? I mean, like most sophomores aren't like, yeah, I'm going to go yeah, start I, raising funds. Yeah, I had two friends. One was a writer. The other was an aspiring director. And okay. they both said they wanted to do a film. Oh. Uh, they did a really small budget, like $5,000 movie. And so we all kind of did that together. And that was like real fun experience. And they were like, all right, let's 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 do a real one. And so we raised money from kind of friends, family, and then little angel investors in like the South Jersey, Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, raised about $37,000 and oh, yeah, made a feature film, which was really cool. What was it about? So it was originally called uh, Down the Road. Okay. Title got changed to Nobody Gets Out Alive. Classic throwback horror, like 70s slasher film. Teenagers go into the woods and... Only one makes it out alive. Nobody can run, <laughs> run in, in like a straight line. And yeah. None of that, right? No, no. <laughs> um, one of the best things that happened for us, though, is actually in the premiere of the movie in a local theater. Uh, we sold it out, which was awesome. Had some had some local press there. Uh, and one of the scenes was was real brutal. Girl gets a, uh, a nail into her knee, but, oh. <laughs> and it made somebody faint in the movie theater. Wow. And that got us a lot of good press in, for, for having a horror film. So, And you guys were in high school doing this? Uh, junior, or sophomore in college. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay cool, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. But still, though, man, I mean, that's some, that's some pretty good swag to have on campus, man. Yeah, it was Just cool. kind of say that you already got, like, a movie in production. And yeah, it was cool. People passing out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I had to get you some props somewhere, man. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we did a few of them, but then, uh, you know, graduated with an accounting and finance degree and then kind of went into corporate world, started in public accounting, but then... That I, you once you already do something like that, mm-hmm. it kind of once you learn that you can make money doing something that you love. Once you that, have a taste, yeah, you, there's no going back. So I was never going to be meant for the corporate world, dude. You know, um, that's so funny, man. So you know, we didn't ever talk about this, but so I spent a ridiculous amount of time in college just partying, wasting money because it was just like. Did you play ball? I played ball for a little bit. I had a scholarship, but I, I chose not to go to practice and just to party instead. I got. I remember getting on campus. I was at Tuskegee University. And like I was with my parents, they were just dropping me off, and this girl rolled up on me, you know. And I'm, you know, I was I was fat growing up, so like I just started getting like love, like in like you know, like junior year of high school. But you know, I started to kind of take shape of like 200 pounds, started to kind of look like something besides like just a doughboy, right? And um, man, the girl rolled up on me as my dad's helping me like set up my dorm room, you know, like you got the little plastic Walmart garbage in there. And, and this girl walks into the room like, yo, what's up? You know, you on the squad and everything? Because I was there early with the team. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm with the team, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, the, like, it just went, it went left, like, immediately, dude. Like, I mean, I'm talking about this is, like, before classes even start. And, um, yeah, man, so I got deep into that. But I also had my personal training business going. And when you have that type of business, just going outside, it's difficult to go line up and just go work for anybody, man, especially yeah. like getting in that cubicle nation and all that. I mean, so, all right, let's kind of talk about you guys a little bit in your business ventures a little bit. So I want to dive into how you guys are currently set up because you guys have that similar background. Both of you guys kind of start out the gate early and realize, hey, I can't do the, the basic corporate movement. How do you guys currently structure how you guys' relationship is now and work-wise? Um, I think we're pretty fluid. I mean, I think it's in both of our personality types not to overly structure like work hours and things like that. So I think in 
I, I don't know. I mean, Nick, you can throw in, but I feel like it's super, super just like on the vibe, like when it's necessary, it happens. When it, it's not, it doesn't. Yes, we have a unique working relationship. Uh, how did you guys link up? Yeah, we met at the at the Forbes Thirty Under Thirty conference in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. So I'm native to Philadelphia, and we in- met because we were trying to start a vodka company together. <laughs> that a vodka company <laughs> that targeted uh, LGBT nice. customers. Hey, so smart, it was man. it was very niche. It was to celebrate the passage of um, the ma- marriage equality rule. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know what's funny? I was listening to. Uh, I think it was Diddy talk about how he goes about marketing. It's, it's lots of his music anyway, and we're, and we're definitely going to dive into hip hop. But it's like he was saying how he starts with the girls, then he gets the gays, and then he gets the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I mean, so if you can target either one of those demos and really kind of conquer one, man, I mean, it really opens you up. Yeah, absolutely. So we got to know each other through that project, got to learn each other's working styles, and uh, part that eventually needed a CFO. My background's obviously finance and accounting. So I was at the same time just starting a virtual CFO consulting practice. And that's kind of what I'm running on a day-to-day basis now. Partha was my first main client that, you know, got put on retainer and I was just first one dumb enough to pay him. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's be honest about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's, it's that, it's that, uh, that virtual office though, that, that I think allows us to have this dynamic where I can really stay as a third party outside, but I'm still in the weeds on a day-to-day basis with understanding what's going on, but I'm not in the office in Atlanta. I'm in my home office in Philadelphia, which is nice. And yeah, it's, but it, it, it allows us to really view it from a 360. Yeah, that perspective from the distance is mm-hmm. like the most, it's so unreasonably valuable mm-hmm. that we did not expect that. You know what, man? I I could really see that too because if you're like in the office, I mean, I've been down to your place and if you're at the table with you guys every day, it's so easy to get... Yeah, group think. Yeah, group think, you know, catches you and then you're like, okay, we should all do this. And, you know, one person has a good idea. Um, so how do you guys manage drama at the place is it, when drama pops? I mean, cause everybody has to make choices at some point. We don't really get too much. Uh, do we get drama? No, not really. I mean, we, we disagree a lot yeah. on some things. Of course. Uh, we are actually talking, he, he wants me to be more accepting of, of some of his ideas as opposed to shooting them down right away. But are you shutting shit down off top, man? Uh, <laughs> it's not even like, it's not even like shooting it down, but I think like the reflex should be like understanding mm-hmm. not like because like nick's whole pride point is like yo i'm gonna give you the opposite perspective that you have mm-hmm. which i'm like overly optimistic about everything all the time me too so yeah <laughs> straight up so man. nick like he, i i was telling him that he goes too hard on the other side because i was like bro like we, we don't need to go that hard like we can still keep it like <laughs> i keep middle it perspective ru- for him. yeah like <laughs> middle optimistic you know not just like middle middle in the average so just yeah. slightly yeah. Push that. <laughs> i mean but dude that's just like a perfect marriage is what it sounds like though i mean because because, you know, I mean, that's how I think some of the best companies are built, man. When you got that person who's kind of like, kind of being an asshole a little bit, Nick, you know what I mean? That guy, but it's cool, though. But, I mean, because it's out of love. He's just well, trying that's to get... the job. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's like, that's specifically what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually fun for me because I do that's see funny. myself as a as kind of a, a dreamer and somebody that, that would take the shape of, of a founder of a company. And, yep. And so I tend to get carried away, especially when I get some good ideas or if he says something that really makes me excited. So I have to kind of keep myself in check and just be like, Nick, you're, you're on the clock right now. Like, do look, make them look at it from the other side. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I also feel like my personality type, like something I love is to hype people up about an idea. Yeah. So like if we'll come out of a meeting or like whatever, I'll just be like, oh my God, like this is going to lead to this and this is going to lead to this. Right. Like I like to hype people up. Yeah. So 
Nick is like it's it's a challenge to get him hyped up. Like I have to use different approaches. <laughs> you got to really rev him up, get him off his guard. But he knows that when he gets me, that it's gone. It's yeah. good. It's hilarious. It's a good one. Well, dude, that's super dope, man. Because um, one of the things I think that I know that you're up to is you're really trying to like push forward on like culture, and you want to have an impact on culture, which is which is cool though, man. I mean because. Um, people build businesses these days and they uh, want to move products and want to make money. I get that. But I love the fact that you guys are taking this place where it's like we want to do it the right way and we want to have the right culture that we bring to it, right? Talk about your uh, views and culture a little bit, guys. I think it's just for me from being from Atlanta now, like having been there for eight years, it's just like that community being involved and in, around the hip-hop community, being around like the sports community there, there's just so much raw energy that you can feel it's like so tangible and even out here in LA there's a ton of it mm-hmm. so like to be able to take that energy and really cultivate it into a brand especially a medical brand has mm-hmm. never really been done before and I feel like if you're a person and you're looking at our products or you're looking at an ad or you're looking at any content from us I want you to really understand what we're about so like there's this like raw energy that that really drives us but the mission is also a huge part of it, which is that we think healthcare should be able to prevent all injuries, period. And like, that's our mission. Why'd you choose healthcare though? I mean, like, out of all these, you know, different industries to kind of get into, I mean. It's like a passion for movement for me. So, like, I also growing up very unathletic. And then when I got into college, I started working out. That was like the most freeing feeling I ever felt because I didn't know I could actually get faster or jump higher. Mm. So it went from like, me being six feet tall and 120 pounds to me being 180 now at the same at the same height like I along the way like able to dunk like all sorts of things that I never thought I could do physically Mm -hmm. that I just realized how powerful it is to actually move physically and like if you think about life like entropy like molecules wanting to move is the natural state that's what things lean toward so you meet so many people who are having trouble moving around having trouble getting around having, who people who are tearing acls and getting hurt and these days people overtrain certain muscle groups they don't think about injury prevention so nobody's out there really helping protect people so that they can continue that movement and get better you know what's so interesting is that um when you look at la's culture versus atlanta's culture it's two different to me it feels really different Atlanta definitely has a feel to it. LA is a big city. LA has a lot going on. But I mean, um, talk about some of that, maybe some of those um, vibes that you're getting from Atlanta and, and trying to package it up and put it into what you're doing. I think in Atlanta, it's a lot like, um, it's like a big, small city. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very tight knit community. Mm-hmm. It's got a very raw energy. And with like all the history in the South with with racism, with mm-hmm. clashes. Atlanta now is like a very, very warm city in terms of climate, people interacting, et cetera. So, it is warm, man. Mm-hmm. It's very warm. Yeah. So there's this huge melting pot of culture and like pieces of everything get put into everything. So like music coming out of there, like the Migos putting the surf ride video out, which was all like Chinese that's that's so new and that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't an Atlanta artist to do mm-hmm. it first like that's that's the mindset the mentality is like everybody comes from the same it's a hard energy to describe but it's like the raw like primal force for growth it's like I want more yeah yeah man there's um I mean 
I can't lie. I kind of miss some of that culture coming out of Atlanta. I mean, being on the West Coast is, is dope, and the weather, you guys has, you know, a pretty shitty time, but <laughs> but, but normally it's nice out here, man. And, and um, I mean, honestly, you know, it's, um, it's something that's just indescribable. It is a raw energy. It's, uh, it's something that transfers over, you know, and, and you don't see it being played out, in, especially in, like, healthcare. Yeah. yeah. Well, healthcare is, like, the most dry, isolated, like, space. If you look at any healthcare company, I've never felt a feeling right. hearing any company's name other than frustration from, like, waiting in lines at, at medical centers or whatever it might be, right? But we want to be that company that you look at and you're like, oh, man, like, I love their stuff. I love everything they do, and they make me feel better. Just thinking about it. Guys, I want you to tap into uh, or just ex- express some of your ambitions with this vision for the company. I mean, because I think you guys are doing things big, and, you know, you guys you guys are coming out the block strong. I, I, I love what I'm seeing already. Um, where do you guys want to take it, though? Man, I mean, we I think we have kind of an internal dream of to become what everyone thought Under Armour was trending towards becoming and, and really to develop that that functional preventative wear mm-hmm. that you really get added benefit from um, and that can really extend your playing career. What do you guys think happened with Under Armour? Because they came out the gate strong, right? I mean, it was a, it was a thing for a while. I think it was the athleisure trend yeah. kind of, and they got, they got wrapped up into it because yeah. then everyone, that was right up their lane, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, There's this amazing like Steve Jobs quote where he talks about why large companies fail in the long term. Hmm. Says it's the founder who's a very technical person that builds the company and takes it to a certain point. Hmm. Once it gets to that point, everybody that's promoted from that point on, you don't need to do the growth part anymore. So you don't need to be innovative. Your sales are more closely correlated to marketing. Mm -hmm. So the founders that will grow or like the CEOs and C-levels that will grow the business trend toward marketing types, not engineering types anymore. So some time elapses, 10, 20 years, all of a sudden, everybody that runs a company has no idea what makes the product so great. They just know how to sell the product. Lack of innovation. And that's what you need to actually grow a company. So athleisure catching on to a trend, that's a very marketing move. Mm-hmm. That's not a technical, like product-focused move. Um, that's what made Apple so great for so long is that they were so product-focused through the whole point. Facts. That's a good point, man. You, you know, um, Riding waves are dope, and it, and it can get you pretty far uh, until that wave dissipates, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it kind of phases out. I mean, but um, you guys are doing something that I don't see any other. Like, I mean, I, you guys have a medical company. I mean, I guess we can kind of describe it that way. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Healthcare company. Um, But it's, it's also fashion, too, though. Yeah. I mean, because you guys play in that whole realm of, like, you know, wanting to kind of push things in, yeah. in, like, a different direction. It's just challenge your thought. It's, I mean technical clothing that prevents injuries but Mm. there's so much more because our products and everything in the roadmap it's not all that so like the overarching goal is prevent all preventable injuries physical injuries so that's what we're trying to do with our products and then we're moving into technology that helps to aid in that over the next year um but it's just the the point is the challenge what is healthcare what is a sports product what's a performance product like like our first product the lasso sock Mm -hmm. This is the first time anyone's actually talked about true performance benefits and injury prevention benefits in a sock, which is a, a notion that I don't think many people have ever really considered that it could do something. And when we tell people about the product, they don't believe it till they put it on. Right. And they put it on. You should see the faces. People freak out. Uh, you've, you've, oh, 100%. Yeah. I wear them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's just a totally different experience. And like to create that feeling, that's the coolest part is like 
showing somebody something they've never experienced or dreamt of before in product form. Like that's what we're, that's what I feel like is the coolest part of what we do. And it just breaks all the walls in terms of somebody's mind. Oh, is this healthcare? Is this sports? Is this fashion? I don't really know, but it's, it's dope. It's a blend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, we'll let the customer decide what, what it is, but we, we know the functionality of it. And Mm -hmm. so, however, if you want to just use it before every game and, and, and then tape over it and then just treat it as your, your game day wear or just use it in recovery in between when you're using a brace and when you're not using a brace. Or if you think it's really fashionable and you want to wear it every day because you, you love it and it feels great, especially when you're flying long flights or, yeah. or going hiking, anything like that, it is what you, you want it to be. But we designed it to be worn every day. That's super dope, man. I mean, um, I totally wear it every time I go hiking. I mean, that's, that's kind of the big thing that happens out here. It's really easy to get lost and not work and just do these hikes every weekend. It's ridiculous. 